I was about to say that this is always one of my favourite interviews. Oh, thank you. I really enjoy seeing you guys. It's always fun. Hello, my name's Frank, and I'm here to interview my very good and old friend, Simon. Yay! Um, and uh, so how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm, I'm great. How's the tour? Uh, it's been wonderful. Excellent. Sold out. Brilliant. Sold out Ali Pally. That's coming up amazing. in a couple of days. Good. Excellent. I mean, I've never stepped foot on stage there, but I'm guessing it's going to be quite nerve-wracking. Uh, I, I'm sure you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> this got weird already. Um, that, those shows are, that's actually the Ali Pali Theatre, which is really exciting. It's the it's um, a room. This is a mad story about Ali Pali Theatre. So when they built Alexander Palace in the late nineteenth century, they then built an extension that was the theatre, and it was funded by a rich woman who loved the theatre, but who'd never been, who didn't work in theatre, never been backstage at the theatre. So the front of it looked perfect like theatre, and then the stage was essentially against the wall. There was no hanging space, no dressing rooms, no staging space or anything because she'd never been backstage. So they built the whole thing, and then they opened it, and the actors came in and went, what? <laughs> like, we can't use this. So they immediately then had to close it for refocus. <laughs> then it got bombed in the war, and then they've reopened it like about two years ago. See, I love the fact straight away, in there with a history fact. Yeah, well, it's a good history fact, and it's a relevant one <laughs> yes, to your upcoming shows at Ali Pali. Yeah, but uh, I mean, <laughs> the day I sell at Ali Pali, there is definitely something wrong with the world. Mm, I can see it. <laughs> well, thank you for being so kind. I, I, <laughs> I do my best. Right, so yes, we are here with Hello. Mr. Frank Turner. Hi. Myth, the legend. Um, <laughs> definitely a myth. <laughs> right, mm. it's getting close to Christmas. We always do a gift. I did try and get a Sister Rosetta vinyl, but oh, it wow. turns out they are very hard to get yes, hold of. Yes, they are very hard to get hold of and not cheap. No, th that's another thing. I did yeah. find one and it was like £100. I was like, mm, yeah, I like I, you. Yeah. But <laughs> I, would have been, I would be quite dismayed if you spent £100. Yeah, the, 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 bo the boss was like, mm, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, budget doesn't sure. that far. Okay. So because obviously we are on the Be More Kind, no, Be More Kind? No, no Man's, Man's Land. Land. This is in relation to No Man's Land. Okay. So you want me to open it now? Yeah, so it's up to you. It's an Chris, early yeah. Christmas present. Uh, you're also reminding me that I haven't done my Christmas shopping. Oh, nor have I. This is, okay. this is technically done by my mum as well. Okay. Not, even, not even by me. Okay. What do we have? So it's in relation to No Man's Land. Oh, yeah. I know about this book, but I don't have a copy of it. That's awesome. Bad girls throughout history. Amazing. Yeah. Um, it's actually one of those things where like a bazillion people told me about this book once I look at Batahari, who I have a song about. Um, uh, yeah, this is amazing. Mary Curie. I should, if I'd had this book before writing the record. You could have made a double album. The, well, the research process might have been quicker, should we say. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm not sure this constitutes research per se, but it's a great book. Thank you. That's all right. That's, that's, a, lovely. that's an early that's Christmas fine. present. The, you, I, I tell you this every time, and it remains true. The badge that you gave me <laughs> still sits in... That goes over there. Um, the <laughs> that's where it's filed. <laughs> the badge that you gave me still sits in pride of place on the mantelpiece in my house. I still like the fact that I made that at about 10 minutes. I know, and it sits in pride of place, and indeed it is now in the second house that it has been in. It has moved with me from uh, from one part of North London to another. I'm impressed. Yeah, well, I mean, it's an important thing. Because you don't know, you've made it. Well, but you, you, got a badge. you answered my question. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, watching this, I'd like to celebrate the arrival of my coffee in the hands. Matt is here, give him a wave. Just stick your head in front of the camera. Hello. Uh, thanks, Matt. No, you're very welcome. Okay, I've got coffee now. This isn't how life usually goes on tour. Yes, it is. <laughs> Waited on hand and foot. Yes, right, exactly.
Um, I'll put that over there. We also, we also do have a game coming up later, as yes, always. Great. The second time I ever interviewed was in, I think it was like Birmingham or something. Right. And we played a game called Frank on Frank. The game is back, but the only thing that remains is the name. Everything, right. about, okay. everything else about the game has changed. I can't really remember what happened last it time. It was awful. So, so okay, that was right. about five years ago anyway. <laughs> so we have quite, been doing this for a while, haven't we? Yeah, this That's is the great. seventh time. It. Seventh time. Seventh time. I saw your name on the schedule for today and I was excited. And that's a genuine true thing. Yes. Oh, yeah. I also forgot to say, because we started so weirdly, congratulations on the wedding. Oh, thank you very much. It's awesome. I'm an evangelist for marriage now. How long that will last, time will <laughs> tell. But for the moment, I mean, it's just awesome. It's the best thing ever done. Yeah. So I have decided that everyone says your wedding day is the most magical day of your life. And I've decided that's because you no longer have to plan a wedding after that day is done. You know, here's a funny thing about planning weddings. If you work in the live music or entertainment industry, the whole thing about like planning a wedding is a nightmare. It just isn't remotely true. Oh, okay. It's just like, the wrong industry. Um, well, it's funny. Like I was chatting to Jay Beans on Toast about it because yeah. he got married five years ago, whenever it was. And he was sort of saying, you know, he went into it and everyone was like, planning weddings can be a nightmare. And he started working on it. And, you know, Jay used to book Frog and he books Club Nights and books the Monaco and all the rest of it. And he, he was like, this is easy. <laughs> he was like, it's easier than what I do every day because you're not worried about turnout. Do you know what I mean? You know people are coming. You don't get to the night before the wedding and send out a bunch of flyers to Camden Tube Station <laughs> trying to drum up more business. You could do. I suppose you could, but I mean, do you know what I mean? And, and like, you know, there was a moment during the wedding planning where I was dealing with like a guest list, a band's like technical rider and like catering budgets and stuff. And I was like, I do this all the time. This, oh. this is my day job. Uh, so it was fine. Oh, okay. It was definitely not fine for me. Okay. <laughs> right. Well, I'm not, I would offer my services as a wedding planner, but I won't. <laughs> That's, that's a, if if the music ever stops so. true I did also I, I sort of only about three quarters jokingly said to Tree my tour manager whether she'd be interested in like tour managing the wedding and she was like go go away and fuck yourself um, uh, but she was obviously there but yeah. she was like you cannot pay me enough money to do that that, that yeah I don't even know where to go with that right so we, we have some we have some proper questions from from you know real fans um, it's just nonsense from me. Um, so Claire wants to know, will there be any more podcasts? Because she loves history, you love history. And also, kind of second part of the, to the question, Suzanne asks, would you ever write a book? And what historical sub subject would you pick? Um, well, uh, more podcasts, not in the no, no Man's Land series, because the, each episode was tied to a song. And unless I decide to write a sort of part two, um, it feels to me like that series is, is a complete Done. thing. Um, having said that, I really enjoyed the process um, as a creative outlet and as a way of talking about history in public, and that, I, that was really, really cool for me. And I am in the middle of having a think about what to do next as far as that goes. Um, and, uh, you know, I would, love, I would love to make talking about history in public a part of my regular kind of professional arsenal, if you like, um, because I'm really passionate about it. And, yes. um, you know, I mean, there's sort of, there's been kind of, I've sort of mooted the idea of just doing like a history of popular music kind of podcast or radio show or something, um, probably podcast. Um, yeah, there are pluses and minuses to that idea. You know, in some ways I feel like it might want to be a bit more specific, but at the same time, I was so specific with this one that it finished and then I can't do any more. Yeah. So having the bells are tolling. This um, happened last time. Really? Yeah. For whom the bell tolls? Did I crack that joke last time? No. Probably. Oh, right. Okay. Um, I'm, uh, my humour repertoire is limited. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, I'd love to see more of it. In terms of books, I mean, I have written two books, um, but they were both about me and yes. required zero research. The research went like this. 
Oh yeah, <laughs> now I write it down. Uh, well, your just, memory's not that good. No, well, I did occasionally look through some old sort of flyers and photos and set lists and stuff. Uh, but for did the I most do part, that? Yeah, there is a bit of that. Um, uh, that I mean, there's been enough shows now that every now and again someone's like, "Remember that show?" And I'm like, "No." <laughs> um, but uh, 2427 tonight. I know. Um, uh, but um, and then um, uh, I have an idea for a book, a sort of history book. Um, but it's more in the vein of like uh, authors like Ian Sinclair um, and Peter Ackroyd. Kind of uh, the term people use, which I think is a naff one, is psychogeography. But it's kind of um, I'm London history is my ex- my absolute passion. Yes. Um, and I've lived the majority of my life on or around the Holloway Road uh, in North London, and the, nobody has ever written the history of the Holloway Road specifically. Um, that I can locate. Um, and the idea of writing a kind of personalized walking history of the Holloway Road is really interesting to me. Um, but it would require years of research and actual work. So it's kind of <laughs> one of those work. ideas that I have kind of parked um, uh, for, for, uh, for like when I'm feeling masochistic. And, and actually decide to stop touring for more than a week. I would, I would need to like spend like six months in the yeah. Islington Museum archives and stuff like that. So um, yeah, it would be... Uh, uh, a different project yes. a new challenge but then I'm also thinking about writing a play at the moment and I have literally no idea how to do that I've got okay. a pl- I've got a plot I just don't know how to write a play I've got a plot for a film and I don't know where to go with it it's very I, very complicated unfortunately neither of us can help each other by the sounds of it <laughs> no we're both we're both equally as bad at this right um, <laughs> but my missus is an actress and so she's yeah, like, like yeah you've know. got a slight head start yeah 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 well we'll see yeah anyway uh, Jenny wants to know are there any women that you wished you could have featured in No Man's Land, but you just couldn't because of time, space, and all that sort of thing? Very much so. Um, I had an incredibly long list of people that I was kind of reading up on. Because the thing that I would do, that, I mean, the first thing is at the beginning, it wasn't a gendered thing. I was just writing down stories that I thought were cool and that would make for good songs. And I started doing it and I got about five songs in and realized they were all about women. And that struck me as interesting. So I'd sort yeah. of follow that. At which point I started asking around, I, you know, I have a lot of very smart, knowledgeable friends. And, and um, my friend Seema, who's, a, who's Egyptian, suggested Huda Sharawi for me and this kind of thing. So I ended up with this enormous list. And with each one, I'd sort of go and read the Wikipedia article and see if the, anything sparked yeah. do you know what I mean um, uh, within that there were I mean I really wanted to write a song about Amelia Earhart um, the German aviator because her life was bananas um, but couldn't find my in because at the end of the day it's songwriting as well yes. as it's not just talking about it you've got to find a melodic and a yeah. musical idea to go with I really wanted to write a song about Delia Derbyshire the BBC Sonics pioneer mainly because her, vo- her name is so nice to say <laughs> Delia Derbyshire Delia Derbyshire. If you had a song in 6-8, it'd be Delia Derbyshire. Bum, ba, dum, bum. It's beautiful. Yeah. I uh, never did get any further than what I've just sung you. Um, uh, and then uh, there, was a, there was a pirate who was called Sadie the Goat. Um, I mean, that's just a, a cool female name. female pirate. It's a cool name. We don't know anything else about her, basically, or at least nothing, certainly. And on the one level, it was like, well, that gives you a free, that gives you kind of a blank canvas to yeah. say whatever you want. But that just felt a bit ahistorical to me. So I didn't follow that one up. Okay. But there were loads of others as well. Yeah. So, uh, also, AD wants to know, if you could do a covers album, what would you pick? Um, well, I mean, I have done a lot. I've released a fair few covers on the first three years, second three years, third three years, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, uh, and we're sort of, I sort of wrapped up that... Um, 
uh, rubric for presenting rarities because it felt like it was getting a bit laboured. Yeah. Uh, you know, the sixth three years doesn't really sort of <coughs> ring out to me. Um, but uh, that said, I mean, since the, doing the 10 for 10, which was the kind of wrap-up one, which was now like three or four years ago, there is a huge pile of shit that I want to get out there, and I'm sort of starting to toy with ideas about how to do that. Um, we'll see. Um, so I've done quite a few. Um, in seriousness, and actually this goes back to the previous thing we were talking about, one idea that I did have for another album podcast project, um, I'm obsessed with the history of musical um, and London musical, um, and uh, lots and lots of sheet music for musicals still exists. Recordings don't exist because musical effectively died before yeah. recording was a thing. But you could make an album of musical songs, um, and it would be in part a tribute to the late, great Chaz Hodges of Chaz and Dave, um, who I was fortunate enough to meet once and play with at that, on that occasion, which was one of my lifetime achievements. But um, musical, I think, is a really important thing, um, and very few people know anything about it or know any of the songs. Um, you probably know My Old Man's a Dustman yes. um, and Doing the Lambeth Walk. Yeah. Um, those are pretty much the only two musical songs that anybody knows. Um, and there are loads of others that are absolutely beautiful. Um, and I'd love to do a musical album and then do a podcast that went with that that's an idea i've had You've, you're just a man full of ideas aren't i you? know but the thing is but this is the way it works you have a million ideas and then about two of them happen yeah <laughs> so don't get too excited about any of this shit <laughs> all right it's time for the game right i'm ready so frank on frank this is this is very very game show time for frank on frank um, yeah there we go that's the theme tune. Um, right. So I have five francs. You have to work out what the who the francs are from the clues. Right. He has sold over 150 million albums and he was one of the Rat Pack. Frank Snarcher. Easy. He is a, well, was a professional footballer and is now the manager for Chelsea. You need to get... Hold on. No, no, no. I think I know the answer to this, but I want to preface this by saying that we have a game on our touring family, which is... Te see if Frank has heard of any footballers because I know nothing about football <laughs> at not, all. Not, not and like, I mean, I'm like David Seaman, and everyone's like, I mean, yeah, from like 20 years ago. Yeah, you had a ponytail. Frank Lampard. Yes, yes, the one. Right, you only need to get three of these right to win the prize, and okay. it's a very exciting prize. Okay, how many are there? Five. There's five. Okay, let's do all five. Yeah, we're we'll going to. Oh, 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 oh. that's how game shows work. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> right, this one. He released over sixty albums, both solo projects and with his band, The Mothers of Invention. Frank Zappa. Yeah, that was easy, wasn't it? I, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, this one is very difficult, mm. unless you are an avid Simpsons fan. So this Frank is an employee of Springfield Nuclear Power Plant, oh. an enemy of Homer Simpson, and shares his last name with a style of UK music. Okay, wait. Because I know, I know the episodes. And he's like this sort of like goody two-shoes guy who Homer just kind of ruins his life. Yeah. And he, there's more than one episode with him in it. Yeah, he's it? in a few. Yeah. It says UK music. Uh, There's also a singer with this name. I can't remember. I know who you're talking about. Frank Grimes. Oh, fuck, yeah, okay, yeah, Frank that was, Grimes. That, that yeah. was the closest I could get to yep, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, good. this last Frank, uh, on a list of famous Franks when I Googled it, he appeared at number 28. <laughs> <laughs> it is less than a month till his birthday. He's a big fan of history and once judged a dog show in Winchester. Yes, yes. Uh, number 28. I got yeah. number 28. Number 28 on Famous Franks. Huh. 
I'm not sure quite how I feel about that. Uh, That's quite Frank high. Sancho, Frank Bruno, Frank Spencer. It was an Frank American Lampard. website. American website. Okay, yeah. well, there you go. The goddamn Yanks. Um, no, fair enough. Cool. Lovely. Excellent. Me right. is the answer to that question. Yes, it so is. So I won a prize. Yes, you won a Four prize. Out of five. I did know who the Simpsons one was. I just couldn't remember the name. You may not be able to see this prize. Right. You should know this. <laughs> There's nothing in your hand. There's nothing um, in my hand. <laughs> thank you so much. I want an, an adopted llama. You um, can't see it. Um, uh, I've got to think of a name. I'm really into animal pun names. Give me a second here. Um, Joan Llama Trading. <laughs> there you go. Joan. Joan right. the Llama Trader. Yeah. Okay, yeah. brilliant. Right, well, we, we're pretty much getting close to the 20 minutes, so we're going to have to wrap this up. I just wanted to say, well, it's kind of like a statement and a sort of question. Right. But, like, it's, this is like a, it's kind of a weird thing for me to be in this position because I am a, a massive fan of yours and have been for a number of years and obviously right. professionally um, have been able to meet you yeah. seven times now and interviewed, I think it's about nine or so because we've done phone interviews and all right. that sort of thing. Yeah. But it's, it's just weird for me because on like a personal level, your songs mean so much. Like, my fiance's walking down the aisle to there she is. Congratulations, um, man. Yeah, That's thank awesome. You. And so when's, it's, the, when's the wedding? Uh, February next year. Congratulations. Thank you. So it's, it's kind of like a weird place to be in where, like, obviously, this is this seems really normal, but it's like, yeah. but the music's so personal to me. Throughout your time as a musician, have you ever met someone like that? That's someone that you've, like, listened to for a long time and like, they mean a lot to you and you've kind of gone, oh, yeah, just uh, act, to try and act cool and feel like, yeah, yeah. And, it's, uh, and it just feels normal. Yeah. Um, well, well, I've been very fortunate to meet a lot of musicians that I enormously respect. The ones that spring to mind... John K. Sampson from The Weekends is arguably my favourite songwriter ever. Um, we have played a bunch of shows together. We've hung out. We tend to have dinner together when I'm in Winnipeg and all the rest of it. And he is an incredible uh, writer, but he's an incredibly sweet human as well. Yeah. He, he's quite a sort of shy, reserved guy. And there is a part of me that is just going... <laughs> every yeah. single time I'm in the room with him so I would hesitate to call us like good friends yeah. um, but he is a really lovely guy and we email every now and again and he tends to kind of like um, send me kind of essays on my records which is incredible because he's like a, a an English lecturer as well so yeah. it's like it's just an incredible thing for me um, on the flip side of that I mean like Fat Mike is a, I would consider yes. a good friend and oh. I, there, I unquestionably grew up listening to NoFX more than anything else and um, uh, and it's a wonderful thing for me to be able to just like drop him a text every now and again and be like what's up fucko and, <laughs> and uh, you know and when we cross paths on tour um, it's awesome and you know maybe maybe we might tour together at some point maybe there's a, there's a wink if you can't see that there's a big old wink I didn't say anything Maybe no effects and maybe Frank Turner and Sleeping Souls. Maybe, 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 maybe. maybe. In some form or another, at some point, at some place in the world. This sounds amazing. That's all I'm going to say. For not happening. But yeah, so I mean, he's definitely somebody who it's like, it's totally straight straight down the line. Yeah. There's, no, there's no bother there. And, and I mean, Billy as well. Billy Bragg is like just a mate. Do you know what I mean? And like, that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Oh, but with all due respect to Bill, I got into Bill kind of in my mid 20s. I've been into no effects since I was like 14. Yeah. And, and that's kind of a bigger deal for me. Awesome. Well, as always, it's an absolute pleasure. Always. Thank you so Thank much. You. As always. I need to get you more presents. I feel bad. <laughs> it's fine. Okay. No one ever gets me anything. Oh, my God. <laughs> right, motherfucker. Okay, hold on. One more thing. When's this going out? Uh, Wednesday. Okay. There might also be some more UK shows in my future. <gasps> oh. Right. Reasonably yeah. soon. Um. Okay. And there might be some in this part of the world. Reasonably soon. Right. 
And if that happens, get in touch and we'll sort another interview. Yes. And I'm going to get you a present. Oh, amazing. Yeah? Yes, this is definitely happening. There we go. Thank you very much. Till next time. Yes.